Welcome to Vespin Ice Cream Stand, the podcast that explores the past, present, and future of Star Wars. My name is Josh O'Rourke, and with me as always, he's no good to me dead, Bennett Campbell Ferguson. Oh god, I, I don't know if I'm just like really tired today. I'm, I'm trying to remember what, <laughs> what that's from. <laughs> oh wait, oh it's from... Uh, Boba Fett says it in The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, whew, I'm yes. not completely losing my marbles. <laughs> and it's so weird because I just watched the uh, special, special edition, you know, the Blu-ray. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's Tamura Morrison. He's like, he's no good to me, did. Like, what? <laughs> That's not Boba Fett. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I God, guess it, it is. It's been so long since I've seen uh, the, you know, an older version that I can't even remember uh what what Jason Wingreen's voice sounded like? I I remember it being like like kind of squeaky, like he's no good to me, Dad, or something. But maybe my mind is playing tricks on me. And maybe I'm tired too. And my mind is like he's no good to me, Dad. Like <laughs> more badass than uh than Tamora Morrison. <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, this actually transitions to one of the only pieces of news today. So the talk on the street is that The Book of Boba Fett is coming out this December. But because of that, there's a new Actors on Actors that Variety just put out with uh, Pedro Pascal and Ewan McGregor. And they talk Star Wars and a little bit of uh, the a little bit of the Kenobi series and Mandalorian. But the biggest uh, piece of news, I think, is that Mandalorian Season 3 hasn't even started filming yet. So uh, the word is that they won't film till the end of this year or early next year, which puts Mandalorian Season 3 probably at late 2020-22. Late 2022, that's a mouthful. <laughs> but um, what, what that means, and, or what they've been talking about, is that Book of Boba Fett is sort of a nice little Mandalorian Season 2.5, that they're using the same sets, uh, or filming on similar locations, just like Kenobi. Wait, so let me ask you this. Uh, is Pedro Pascal in the Book of Boba Fett? That's a good question. They, Nobody said. I expect there'll be a cameo. I yeah. don't see why not. Yeah. But uh, apparently he's filming The Last of Us, and so oh. he needed some free time. So this is why people are thinking they, they're pushing it uh, a little bit. Okay. Well, look, let, let me ask you this, because I'm of two minds on this strategy that they're doing. I mean, as someone who loves Boba fucking Fett. <laughs> Boba fucking Fett! <laughs> I had to get that in there. Uh, I mean, there's part of me that's like, okay, you know, we're getting a Boba Fett TV show or, or miniseries, whatever you want to call it. This is a dream come true. There's the other part of me. It's like the Mandalorian is the, the thing right now. And do I really want you know, Mandalorian season three delayed while we, we kind of exploit like franchise leftovers, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's like, okay, I have Firefly on the brain right now since I, I, I finally watched Firefly this year. Nice. It, it should always be on your brain anyway. Yes. Oh, so true. So true. I, I feel like it would be sort of like if Firefly stopped in the middle abruptly and, and there was like a mini series about Jane or something. <laughs> it's, it's just not that that couldn't be awesome, but it's 
there's that feeling of like is this sort of beside the point wouldn't we rather just like see the real deal and focus on getting that really really solid and they yeah they, man i'm with you i i feel like mandalorian has such a great like mythology setup i don't want to see the spinoff quite yet or yeah. if, or if you're gonna do a spinoff, don't delay Mandalorian season three. I need this. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a fear, I think, of you know, the whole like like John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Star Wars TV Empire getting spread too thin and what when they're they're trying to deal with so many different projects, does that, you know, does that dilute the one that got us interested in this era of Star Wars TV? in the first place and i don't know because mandalorian is all we have right now we we haven't seen if they can if they're good at like having this many balls in the air but i I think i think the concern is there and i mean the only silver lining i see to this is that now that mandalorian season three is arriving later by the time it hits we're gonna be so freaking ready it's like yes give it to me now (laughs) yeah and and also like we'll have a chance like presumably Kenobi um, Obi Wan Kenobi comes out before season three. That's true. Yeah. And if so, like like that's the one that I think is really gonna sell me on the idea of other Star Wars spinoff TV shows. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like oh good because that's the one that's the most directly related, I guess, to the films. Since it's the it's the first time we'll have like a we'll have a I mean I, I guess well I guess Tamara Morrison was a, was a lead actor in uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith but it's the first time we've had you know someone who has was as big a lead as Ewan McGregor spinning off into their own show so it's it's a test yeah and and it's kind of cool because he was only in the prequel trilogy like yeah. on uh, on the Variety um, video actors and actors. He's you uh, McGregor talks about how he walked by a stormtrooper, and it hit him like I've never acted with a stormtrooper before, and he had to go <laughs> ask somebody like, "Hey, were there stormtroopers on my movies? No, they were clones." <laughs> and he has a scene with a Jawa apparently. So I'm kind of I don't know I'm kind of pumped that it's so tied in to the original movies. I suspect it won't tie in as much as we think though. Yeah, I mean I, I feel like that's the, the challenge with that period that you sort of. Uh... Uh, have to you you can't you you can't have uh, you can't have anything happen that uh interferes with where obi-wan is going too much which you know makes me wonder like is the will when kenobi reaches its final season assumingly assuming it goes for multiple seasons you know will will the end be like an like a ewan mcgregor an old age makeup you know, seeing Luke being attacked by the Tuscan Raiders, and it's like, oh, this is it. Right. Or is it going to be as hacky as, like, the Harry Potter epilogue, where you're like, no, you're not old. You can't fool me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That was, uh... <laughs> you know, that the, the, that epilogue in that movie is still very hard to watch, and I think it's very hard to watch the performances in that, because the actors were so stiff. You could tell, like, they they did not know how to play that scene. They were not given the direction they needed to play that scene, which raises the question, like, why would you do it at all? It's just so, so uncomfortable. I mean, not not to deviate too much, but same with the book epilogue. Um, I feel like I have six hours of things to say, but to distill it down, 
I don't need to know what everybody did because my imagined version is more exciting and more magical than just saying, oh, everyone gets together and they had babies and their babies are friends too. The end. Yeah. Well, the, I think there's like a nice quality of, of like you, you kind of like like leave the audience wanting more. Like, I, I, I mean, to me, like one of the gold standards for this kind of thing is a uh, you know, finding out what happened to Bruce Wayne at the end of the Dark Knight trilogy, it's just like one shot of him, you know, sitting at a table. And like, I think that's all you see of him. Or, you know, a little closer to home, uh, the, the the Ewok dance party in Return of the <laughs> Jedi. Nobody even talks in that scene. It's like, just like, yay, we're happy. The end. Exactly. You don't need to be like, what are you going to do, Han? And then Han says, well, I got this great job lined up. Yeah. Also, yeah. we're pregnant or whatever. Yeah, either, we don't need to over-explain it. I think that people think they want everything, and they don't always need everything. And that that's what scares me, to bring it all full circle. That's what scares me about all these TV shows, is not yeah. every story needs to be told. Yeah. Well, the I mean, even, you know, Rogue One, like, kind of unfortunately played into this mentality. Like, I remember Honest trailers, like, describing... Rogue One is a movie designed to fill in a plot hole. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't see it that way at all. I don't care that it makes no sense that the Empire would have a tube in the Death Star that conveniently leads to the main reactor. I don't need that explained. It's there. It's the key to destroying the Death Star. You know, I accept that. Like, not everything has to have this backstory that's like, yeah, many ah, that's why died that for that information. And yeah, just because it's simple doesn't mean that it was easy for them to get that information, and we didn't need that to be over-explicated. Yeah, yeah. And also, by the way, it shows that the Empire is uh, overconfident, you know, that they would leave a flaw like that in the plans. And I kind of like the idea that it's just the Empire is brought down by their own, their own hubris. It's not like, oh, you know, Mads Mikkelsen cleverly laid this trap, and no one happened to notice this giant tube running through the Death Star, you know, other than Mads. <laughs> Damn you, Mads. Uh, well, I, I don't have any, uh, like, big Star Wars news. But in terms of personal Star Wars news, uh, two days ago, I finished reading The Last Command. And so I, uh, and it just made me so excited to get into Expanded Universe stuff on this podcast like the the climax of that book gave me chills and i was like "Ooh, this is this is just straight up juicy <laughs> that's awesome i've never read that one either so um that's my homework between now and season two which well, we should tell listeners for season two we're definitely going to explore the uh, at least the original thrawn trilogy dark empire dark yeah. empire trilogy yeah yeah uh, so exploring the uh, Dark Empire trilogy and our opening episode for season two is going to be Shadows of the Empire. Yes. So uh, if you don't want that spoiled in a couple months, then, you know, make sure you play the game or read the book, at least. For our season one finale, we're going to talk about what's in the future and uh, a couple of the things we're thinking about and studying. So that should be pretty exciting. But, yeah, I need to get reading. You know, you know, Josh, uh, the... The Thrawn trilogy is great. The Dark Empire trilogy is great. It must be really easy to create a create a great Star Wars sequel trilogy, right? <laughs> Damn you, sir. Damn you. 
<laughs> well, that's it for us today. You can find us at Bespin Ice on Twitter. You can also find us together on Ben's Spidey Scenes podcast. I'm on Twitter at IamJosho85. Ben is at T-H-O Bennett with two N's and two T's, as well as T-H-O Movie Reviews.wordpress.com. Is that right? I'm not reading a script. <laughs> That's That was absolutely spot on. Yes, still got it. We'll see you next week where we wrap up our sequel trilogy talk. I'm pretty excited about this one. I've started uh, editing, and uh, we're a little nicer to this movie than we are to the last one. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I just have this weird soft spot for the the rise of of Skywalker. Like I, I don't know. I, I just keep trying to talk myself into thinking it's good, and I, I never quite succeed. But but the desire to think it's good never goes away. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm too nice to that movie. <laughs> it tries. It's earnest. You know. It's got character. Yes, it does. <laughs> Well, the Force will be with you, always. Mm -hmm.